Welcome to the very first I Want to Party with Bob podcast. Tonight, I'd like to introduce you to a few things that uh, are very near and dear to my heart, and also kind of explain what I'm going to be talking about through the course of the podcast. Uh, however long it lasts, if I like it, I'll keep doing it. If I don't like it, I probably won't do it for very long. But anyways... Um, some of the things that I really enjoy, and two of the things I'll be talking about tonight are Star Wars and also Disneyland. And we recently uh, went to the new Star Wars land, which is called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. And some of the things that led up to that, uh, pretty complicated process to get in. You actually had to get a reservation, uh, which, of course, thousands of people tried to get. And through the powers of my wonderful wife, we actually scored a reservation and got in. And what, uh, you know, we're, we've been struggling a lot with Disneyland lately because we spend a, we've been pass holders for over 10 years. Um, it's getting more and more and more crowded and a little bit less enjoyable every time we go. I think we're spoiled a little bit, you know, simply because we spent so much time there and almost every time we do a more or less major vacation, we go to Disneyland. So, you know, it's lost some of its magic for sure. I had kind of hoped, well, let's see if the Star Wars land kind of rekindles a little bit about that magic and I think it did to an extent but we still gave up our passes and probably aren't going back for a long time now what you know I have a lot to say about what Disney has done with Star Wars over the last few years and there's a lot I like about it there's a lot I don't I think I'll leave some of that for another podcast where I focus a little bit more on Star Wars and a little bit less on the, the you know Disneyland aspect of, of Star Wars with this new Star Wars land and everything. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I got to say I was completely, completely blown away and a little bummed out that we let go of our passes just because it was so insanely cool. Uh, I've never seen anything like it before. I don't think anyone's ever done anything even close to this before. The closest thing I can think of is maybe Harry Potter Land at uh, Universal Studios in Florida and in Hollywood. I've only been in the one in Hollywood, but whatever. Now, hang on a second. You know what? It, it's Saturday night, and I am partying, so hang on. Excuse me for a second. <coughs> yeah, got to wet my whistle a little here, so to speak. Cheers, and by the way, happy Father's Day Eve to all the dads out there, all, you know, probably none of you that will be listening to this, I don't know, I have a few friends that are dads, and by the way, today, you know, this has been a recurring thing since I had my kid, I was 43 when my son was born, he's six now, uh, I've been accused of being his grandfather, I think probably five or six times since he was born. And when I dispute it, people usually don't believe me. And today, I was standing out in front of my house, and a real estate agent brought a prospective buyer for a home like two houses down from me. 
to ask me like what the neighborhood is all about and yada yada so I said well, you know it's a great place you know it's my son goes to school a couple blocks away and it's an amazing school great neighborhood super cool people blah 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 you know my son's six and he's in kindergarten and the real estate agent actually stopped me and said said you have a six-year-old son I would say you know lady you're the worst fucking salesman that I've ever heard in my whole life like what if I was a prospective buyer I am not buying shit from you bitch like sorry for the language she actually is probably very very nice not really cool for me to say that but you know anyways uh, I'm getting off track here a little bit so Star Wars land so it, what happens you know right now you have to have a reservation to get in and that means you have a certain time window in which you can uh, get in and explore and go on the one ride they have there and that one ride is called Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run uh, where you pilot the Millennium Falcon through like a scenario where you're trying to steal some stuff for the resistance so uh, when you walk in well let me go back a little bit you get your reservation, you have to go to us where the old America Sings building is in Tomorrowland. <coughs> Excuse you. Um, and you line up there, you get a wristband, and they have a store with all kinds of crazy Star Wars stuff that's, that's really pretty cool. Uh, get your wristband, you go line up behind the Hungry Bear restaurant in Critter Country, and uh, you wait for them basically to like tell you, okay, you can go in now. And as you approach it, it's really cool. Like you start seeing, it's kind of, it's a fairly gradual like a uh, entry. You know, you're walking through kind of a foresty area that's kind of like frontier land slash critter country, bunch of trees and rocks and yada yada. You can see the rivers of America to your right and the railroad. You kind of walk underneath the tracks or near it. I don't know. You know, it's it's those are details that aren't really that important in this case. But anyways, you line up. They flight. They say you know, like you're gonna go in in five minutes or whatever. Okay, great. And and uh, when they they let you go through, you walk straight into a camp like of the resistance. There's an X-wing there. There's an A-wing. Um, you know, super cool. I mean, all the lampposts leading up to the Resistance base are all, you know, kind of in that weird Star Wars uh, style, a little bit like technologically advanced compared to what we have in everyday life. But everything there, you know, let me just say this real quick. Everything there has that kind of worn look. Like, you know, the Millennium Falcon, like it looks beat up. Um, it looks like a ship that gets used every day, kind of like... You know, the guy that delivers papers in your neighborhood at 5 in the morning or whatever, you know. It's kind of beat the shit. But it's cool. I mean, it, it really looks good. Uh, everything there is kind of like that. It looks lived in. It looks used and abused and, like, not perfectly clean. You know, it is clean. Obviously, there's no trash or any of that stuff all over the ground, which is one of the great things about Disneyland in my mind. But uh, what... You see, after that, you kind of wind through there a few buildings and this and that. And we were so focused just to get to that Millennium Falcon ride and see, is there going to be a long line or is there no line or whatever? 
you know, we kind of didn't pay too much attention at first. But anyways, we we went straight to the Millennium Falcon ride, and there was no line. It was like a 15-minute wait. And it's, like, insane when you first walk up to it. There's a full-scale replica of the Millennium Falcon. Now, ultra nerds know this. It does not have the old round radar dish. It has that new kind of rectangular shaped radar dish which is is pretty cool i mean here's another thing to note everything in star wars land right now or star wars galaxy's edge as it's actually known is uh based on the era that the new movies take place in like the force awakens and the last jedi um there's nothing there from like you know the rebellion empire era or the republic era or anything like that so it's you know, I, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the new movies. I think they're pretty good. They're okay. I think there are some great, great things about it. I love the Ray, the Finn, the Poe characters, BB-8. I think they're super, super great. Excuse, hang on one second. You know, on Father's Day Eve, you kind of got to cut loose a little bit. Uh, and we're back. And uh, <clears throat> anyways, you walk up to the Millennium Falcon, full scale replica. You line up in what is supposed to be like a spaceport, and you walk all through the spaceport to get to the ride. And it's the premise is that you're actually getting into the Millennium Falcon. You're going to board the Millennium Falcon. Um, we went through that in a flash, so I don't really have a lot of memory of details. I mean, there's like a couple ships here and there, like small ships, a bunch of weird computer things and droids and, you know, stuff like that, that uh, I'm sure you would appreciate more if you're stuck in line for it for two hours. And let me just say, like, a, a fuck a whole lot of that. Like, the ride is really fun and really cool, but that's one reason why we gave up our passes, because there's no way I'm going to stand in line for any ride for like two or three hours. Like, it is simply not worth it. In my mind, I don't, I'm too old and cranky, man. I don't have the patience for that shit anymore. So, <clears throat> we got pretty quick to the pre-boarding area where there's this smuggler dude named Hondo, um, a full-on animatronic figure who kind of explains what you're doing and he tells you, you know, well, you're going to take the Millennium Falcon on an excursion to steal some goods to sell to the Resistance. And, yeah, he's pretty mercenary. He just says, like, oh, you know, we're, we're going to steal some stuff, and I'm going to make a lot of money off it, and yada yada. And Okay, so it's basically real-world Republican politics. I mean, excuse me, it, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's uh, money-making stuff. Like, uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So he kind of explains the gist of it. Chewie comes on the little monitor and kind of, he's they're kind of bantering back and forth about whether or not you can use the Falcon. And finally, I guess, I don't speak Wookiee, man, and you know what, I'm not that nerdy to get that far into it. Uh, Chewie agrees to let you take the ship, and then you go into another kind of pre-boarding area where they give you the choice of what your assignments are going to be. Now, the crew of the ship. There's six of you that go in to pilot the ship. No, sorry, actually not pilot the ship, to to ride on this mission. So you have two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. Now the pilot's mission is obvious. They fly the ship. Gunners, pretty obvious too. 
um, you know, you're firing the guns. Um, the engineers, their job is to, you know, make repairs to the ship. So they're kind of like, you know, human astromech droids or whatever. So, and I really did show my, uh, my major level of nerd understanding of Star Wars stuff in general. But, yeah, <clears throat> the sad thing is, you know what, I'm not even as bad, not even half as bad as some people out there take this shit so seriously. Like, you know, I, just a quick aside. The lady who played Rose in The in the Last Jedi, and I don't, I'm sorry, I didn't do my research and I don't know her name. She's a great actress, I think. I loved the Rose character. I think she was good. I think she fit well. I think everything she did, I can find no fault in it. I thought she was awesome. She had to cancel her Instagram account because these fucking morons went after her because they're like, we don't need another girl in Star Wars. Like, what the fuck? Who do, what do you care? It's a bunch of movies, you dipshits. Like, who cares? Really, just enjoy it for what it is and, man, shut the fuck up and drive your ass back to your mom's house and go to bed, you know, after you have your milk and cookies. I, I don't know what these people do. I can't imagine, like, an actual adult man or woman or anybody just saying anything that 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 they could be affected that strongly by characters in a movie. And another quick, quick, quick aside, totally unrelated, Game of Thrones thing, everybody shitting their pants over the ending. I get it, but you know what? It's a show. I mean, it's a show. Why don't you get upset about, you know, I don't know, impending war with Iran, or I'd get upset about something that matters. That shit, it doesn't matter. Anyway, and yeah, here I am saying... Uh, it doesn't matter, but I'm also doing a podcast about Disneyland and Star Wars to basically completely make-believe things. So, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, good on me for uh, being a hypocrite. But I have made a pretty good career out of being a hypocrite. It, You know, I'm 49. I don't see it ending anytime soon. I'll do my best to continue in that tradition until the day I die, which hopefully is like 40 or 50 years from now. So, um, so anyways... Uh, you, you get your job, basically. You know, it's pretty cool because it's it's more or less a democratic thing. There's They they put you in groups of six, and you get to choose what job you get. You know, and it, it's kind of up to the group who gets to do what. And uh, Willow and I, Willow is my wife, by the way, um, we both got to be pilots. My son wanted to be the gunner. My son's name is Ronan, by the way. Um he wanted to be one of the gunners. We kind of hyped him on it the whole time before we went up to do the whole thing. Anyways, he got to be the gunner. Um, there were three people with us. There was uh, a couple grandparents with their, like, maybe three, four-year-old grand granddaughter. Um, the grandmother was another gunner, and the grandfather and little girl were engineers. Engineer seems to be about the easiest job on the ship, by the way. Uh, and the most boring, but also actually might be the best job to have because you can kind of watch the whole thing as you are cruising along. You don't have to worry about uh, maneuvering the ship or hitting buttons or doing anything like that. So, but, uh, you know, I do have to, oh, okay, hang on a second. We have a first podcast, you know, faux pas here. Hang on. Uh, okay, one moment.
You know, I probably really shouldn't apologize for stopping because it is the name of the podcast is I Want to Party with Bob. And if I'm partying a little bit, you know, if you don't like it, well, you know, maybe you, you shouldn't have chose this podcast. I don't, I don't know. That's totally up to you. Um, so anyways, you know, get our assignments, get on the ship. Not going to go into too much detail, but super, super duper cool. Uh, really feels like you're flying in the ship. It's like a, a motion simulator type of ride. Um, it's, I just, I, it was really, really fun. Like I said, I wouldn't want to wait for that ride for three hours, but for, I would wait an hour for that ride. I think I would do an hour and anything beyond that's not really worth it to me. So, um, so we had a great time on the ride, got off. Oh, and you know, one quick thing to know when you're queuing up for, the actual boarding where you're going to get into the cockpit. You're actually supposed to be in the, like, kind of central area of the Millennium Falcon where the, the Jarek and the Jarek, by the way, that is the holographic chess table, again, showing how much I know about Star Wars and, you know, meanwhile, I couldn't make it through a whole fucking semester of college. But anyways, um, my son cut the gnarliest part. I mean, I I thought, this is my first thought, is that old man behind me, I go, God, dude, the guy shit his pants. Like, fuck. I'm not going to sit in this thing with this guy the whole time. This dude reeks, man. And how rude. It's You're totally enclosed, in, pardon me, enclosed. No ventilation whatsoever. It was the worst fart I have ever smelled in my entire life. I'm not, And I'm not kidding. And I've smelled gnarly farts before. Uh, and this one was truly, truly horrible. But you know, and okay, back to the to the kind of sequential timeline of what we did. So, ride was great. Got off it, started exploring. You know, you ha- you only have a four hour window to explore this area, and it's huge. It's like fourteen acres or something like that. It's really big. There's a lot going on. There are restaurants, little shops. You know, there are uh, Star Wars type of characters roaming around. It's pretty rad. I mean, there are like first order stormtroopers roaming around stopping random people and hassling them. Like I, I heard a stormtrooper walk up to this guy and he, he said we told you not to come back to this sector or something. It's, it's really cool. I, you know, they're all in character. They're not supposed to break character. They're supposed to be uh, part of the Star Wars universe. You know, just like Disneyland when you enter that place, you leave the real world behind. That's how it's supposed to be. And for I think for the most part, they've done a pretty good job of achieving that. Uh, so we leave that area and we kind of wandered around a tiny bit. We went to uh, the First Order area and that area is called the First Order Cargo. Oh wait, no, I'm totally wrong. God damn it. That's the name of the store, but the first order—the first order has a base in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And by the way, the name of of the base, you know, within the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge area is called the Black Spire Outpost. It's on a planet named Batuu. It is on the edge of the Outer Rim. The Outer Rim is like a lawless area of space. It's kind of too far away from the galactic core. Uh, where typically the 
whatever faction is controlling the galaxy is is based in the core, like the center of the galaxy. Usually Coruscant or whatever in like the Rebellion and Empire days now, I have no idea where the First Order's you know, holds control of the, the galaxy or whatever. It kind of don't really care. That kind of backstory is not that important to me. It's there, so I'll comment on it, but anyways. Um, so, <clears throat> there's a whole kind of First Order base, and it was super cool. You know, we go in, and there's like a, a like a shuttle type of ship. It looks like Kylo Ren's shuttle from both Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Uh, though it's a little different, it has like TIE Fighter wings, and uh, there's a store, and that's called First Order Cargo, and that was my little mistake back there. Uh, that was really cool. I mean, they sold, like, these weird binder things that, of course, my son wanted to have because apparently he's, you know, a future sadomasochist or something. I don't know. Uh, I bought, like, a really cool hat that says First Order on it, but it's pretty discreet. You know, it looks like a hipster hat, which I don't know why I would wear a hipster hat. I, I, never mind. Um, let's just forget I talked about the hat. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So, you know, after we spent a little bit of time in the store, bought a couple things, there are First Order dudes, like, roaming around. There's, like, an officer, bunch of stormtroopers roaming around. They, they all paused to take pictures with my son, which is great. And then Kylo Ren came out and, like, you know, he force chokes the officer saying, find these resistance guys or whatever. I, I can't do his voice, man. You know, he's a pretty pale imitation of Darth Vader, which he was supposed to be. And here's another brief aside. Kylo Ren, I think, is a great character. I think they did him perfectly because he is just this bratty kind of piece of shit. He obviously, he kills his own dad. If you haven't seen The Force Awakens, I'm sorry. You should probably go somewhere else at this point. But, um, you know, I think they, they wrote that character perfectly. And I think that Adam Driver does an insanely good job of playing Kylo Ren. I couldn't see anybody else doing it. It's, it's really, truly a perfect fit. So I do love the Kylo Ren characters. One of the things that I truly, truly love about the new movies. So, um, you know, Kylo Ren comes out, force chokes the officer dude, tells him, you know, find the resistance or whatever. They all kind of run off and then everything goes back to normal. So after that little experience we kind of wandered around a little bit more went to like a refreshment stand and they sell um all they had there was cokes and water and now here's another really really cool part about galaxy's edges nothing there says star wars on it nothing there says disneyland on it everything that they sell is supposed to be you know more or less um, from this, you know, totally different galaxy in this totally different universe or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Um, so we bought a couple Cokes and a couple bottles of water. The Cokes look like thermal detonators. And it's all in all the writing on the water bottles and the Coke bottles are in Arbesh, which is the, the written um, characters for the Star Wars universe or whatever. Um, totally different characters from English, though it translates directly into English. 
um, if you have like a cheat sheet, which is all over the internet. So, you know, check it out. I, I actually have right here, I have, uh, I have two of the little bottles of Coke. One is not open because that's, I'm stupid like that. And uh, they're just, they're super, super cool. So I, you know, I, let me just say real quick too. I haven't been super into Star Wars lately. I, for the last like say, maybe four years, I've really kind of drifted away from it. Um, I was so excited when The Force Awakens was coming out. When I saw that first trailer, like I literally like started crying. I mean, I thought, oh my god, stormtroopers are in this. This is so. Oh my god, this can't be. It just. I like J.J. Abrams. I wouldn't say I love him, but I liked Lost. I liked, you know, Super 8. Like, a lot of different things that he's done. Are, it have, has been pretty cool. Um, and I think he did a pretty good job with Force Awakens, except for the fucking Starkiller base was the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Like, what? what you know, why don't you write a new movie, you fucking idiot? There's no reason for you to directly copy A New Hope with a base that destroys whole planet systems whatever it's so that's so dumb like do something more original why would you do, I don't I still don't get it to this day but anyways other than that it was pretty good you know okay so um where was I okay yeah get our cokes get our water start cruising around little details everywhere They're truly insane like there's a like a land speeder repair shop walk past like a little droid repair facility again the devil's in the detail with Disney like in, in this time um, they truly did come through and they did an insanely good job on it everything looks like it's not of this planet it, not, like nothing I've really seen before other than in Star Wars movies uh, I do have a ton of pictures I'll put them up you know I'll, I'm sure I'll tweet a few of them um, I feel like such a such an asshole saying that. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I'll tweet some of these pictures out to you, um, people. If you care to see them, you know, if you'd like to follow me, I'm I want to party at Bob. Uh, you search it. There, it's actually it's like actually, I want to party W one or some bullshit. But anyways, um, I will have those will be up on the website, which. Is a slow work in progress. The website is I want to party with Bob.com. Very easy. Uh, very simple. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> our next step in our experience at Galaxy's Edge was uh, there's a whole kind of marketplace area, which is really cool. Like, you know, it's it's as you imagine a Star Wars world would be. It's just a big building with a bunch of open stalls. Um, selling a variety of things. Now, what I'll talk about real quick is the uh, the creature shop, and that was one of the coolest fucking things I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, they have maybe three or four people working in there, all you know, of course, in like you know, decked out like they live in the Star Wars universe, uh, and in baskets and kind of in cages. They're like little creatures. They, they're toys, essentially. You know, they're like these little spider creatures that kind of, you push a button and they kind of walk around. There's, uh, I think it's called a frog dog or whatever, but you squeeze its belly and its tongue shoots out. And that made an appearance in Return of the Jedi in 
the scene where I think they first, it was one of the first scenes where they cut to Jabba's, where you first see Jabba's palace, and there's this squatty, like, frog lizard thing sitting there, and it, like, shoots its tongue out and catches another creature. They had, they sold those, um, these weird little cow things, they, were, they sold wampas, they sold minox, they sold all kinds of cool stuff. The people who worked in the store would come up to you and talk to you about, like, um, oh, isn't he so cute? And, like, hold one and, like, pet it and show you what it did. And totally staying in character, like, really, really cool. Um, my son, of course, loves anything toy or Tory-related, and he was just head over heels with some of this stuff. And it fairly reasonably priced. I mean, it, the average thing cost about 20 bucks. So we got two things. When you buy these things, and I kind of seen people walking around to Disneyland earlier through the day holding these like little boxes, right? And well, shit, I shouldn't say little. They're actually pretty big. They're about probably two feet long by about a foot wide with handles on top um, that didn't say like Star Wars or anything like that on them. You know, I was kind of like, what the hell is it? What are they carrying? But when we bought these two little creatures, you walk up to the register, you pay for them. They give you these, like, they look like little pet carriers, these cardboard boxes that they put the animals inside of, and it says, like, caution, live animal, and it's really cool. I mean, it's it's really immersive, you know, more than anything else, I think that's, that's what I loved about it. It was very immersive, very detailed, a beautiful place. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. I mean, I'm actually pretty bummed right now that we gave up our passes. Though I do know it's going to be crazy, crazy busy for the first probably year or so that it's open. And I'm sure it'll taper off a little bit. That's when we plan on going back. You know, we're going to probably give ourselves a year or two window before we renew passes or get new passes or however you want to say it. My main thing is like, dude, I just want to hang out in Star Wars land for like half the day because it it's super, super cool. Um, you know, you do have some other characters roaming around, like Chewbacca was roaming around, and um, I didn't really see any Resistance types roaming around. There is going to be another ride, I believe, called Rise of the Resistance, where you take part in a battle between the First Order and the Resistance. That's opening sometime later this year. It wasn't open when we were there, and um, I'm sure there's plenty of room for them to open more rides, and I'm sure they're going to, because this... I would think is going to be a pretty huge success. So, uh, so that about does it for the first podcast. You know, I have a lot of stuff coming up. There's there are a lot of people I want to talk to. Um, a lot of things I'd like to talk about. You know, Star Wars. I'm sure I'll be talking more about that. Disneyland. I'm sure I'll be talking about that more too. I did have a couple bad experiences with security and their issues with, uh, you know where you're allowed to smoke because like an idiot I smoke and you can't smoke anywhere there and then I uh, you know anyways that's a long story and it's actually pretty funny so I'll get back to that but great time at Galaxy's Edge I can't recommend it enough if you do get a chance to go I would highly recommend it um just to see it you know I there's no fucking good time to go to Disneyland there are crowds in the middle of the week you know there are crowds at eight in the morning there are crowds at midnight so i can't give you any tips on that but i'd say go if you get the opportunity and check it out it was pretty cool and i'm out so we'll talk to you guys on our next pod cast i hate i hate to say 
always say I'll talk to you on my next pot. It's like when people say, hey, man, you want to go down and get a burrito? No, don't say fucking burrito. Just say burrito. It's one more letter. That's all you have to add to not sound like a total douche moron. Right? One letter. It, are you that lazy? I'd like a burrito. <sighs> Anyways. Good night, guys, and thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back soon. I want to party with Bob.com.